so excited you're willing to talk to me. All right, <laughs> I will do my best. I understand there's like three to five pounds of probiotics in our gut. Why are probiotics important? It's bacteria. Probiotics are like a brand new word that we've used for 20 years to describe certain bacteria. But, you know, all life is descended from bacteria and no form of life has ever lived without bacteria. The cells in our bodies that reflect our own unique individual DNA code are outnumbered 10 to 1 by bacteria that we are hosts to. Now it happens that our our bodily cells actually are bigger, so it doesn't so the the bacteria don't constitute 90% of our mass, but in terms of sheer numbers, there are 10 times as many of them as there are of our own um, cells. Um, and I think many times people assume that most of these are, you know, they're, they're parasitic or at best they're benign. But, but really, these bacteria in our bodies provide us with essential functionality. So women's bodies produce a glycogen, a carbohydrate, that specifically supports a population of lactic acid bacteria that creates an acidic environment that enables us to effectively reproduce. Um, you know, then in our gut, bacteria um, enable us to you know, digest food, assimilate nutrients, they synthesize certain essential nutrients for us. Um, you know, and we've had this general idea for a while um, uh, that bacteria um, uh, are essential to our immune function, our immune responses, and we really only have the crudest idea of the mechanisms of that, but it is just becoming increasingly clear. So for instance, this year research was um, uh, published that found that we, when you have um, bronchitis and your body mounts an, an immune response, which amounts to you know, sending large numbers of white blood cells to essentially isolate the infection and then consume it and make it disappear, um, that, that that white blood cell immune response is mediated by gut bacteria. Similarly, new research is finding not it hasn't been uh, the research hasn't so much far been in humans, but in mice that um, the release of serotonin in the brains of mice is mediated by gut bacteria. So you know many uh, you know aspects of our functionality that that wouldn't immediately be uh, clear are mediated through bacteria, actually are turning out to be mediated through bacteria. So, you know, this is part of the, you know, the, the elegance of, of co-evolution. You know, we did not evolve as organisms in a vacuum. Um, you know, we evolved alongside all of these organisms from which we evolved, and they contribute to our functionality. So bacteria are absolutely essential to us, and yet we all, you know, have gotten indoctrinated into what I call the war on bacteria, and it's this misguided ideology that bacteria in general are our enemy, and our lives would be better if we could somehow eradicate them, when the fact is, we could not possibly survive without the bacteria in our bodies. And how do we get probiotics? Well, okay, so probiotic is, you know, a word that was invented in recent decades, kind of as an antidote to antibiotics. Um, and, you know, people, people apply different definitions to the word probiotic. Uh, you know, the World Health Organization defines probiotic as, you know, any bacteria that confers functional benefit on the host. Um, and, uh, you know, with that broad definition, uh, you know, probiotics are everywhere. 
I mean, many traditional fermented foods have beneficial bacteria, so it can be described as probiotic. Yogurt is probiotic. Sauerkraut is, is probiotic. You know, a whole group of lightly fermented beverages, uh, you know, kombucha, kvass, mabi. I mean, you know, they're, you know, to people who don't know them, they're just obscure names, but, you know, all around the world, people drink these lightly fermented beverages that are, you know, if they have alcohol at all, they just have small traces of alcohol, and, you know, primarily their benefit is that they taste great, um, you know, and that they are, uh, contain dense populations of beneficial bacteria. So, you know, lots of wonderful traditional foods contain beneficial bacteria. Sometimes people, um, uh, you know, prefer to take little capsules and, um, you know, it's really the fastest growing segment of the nutri nutritional supplement market is probiotic capsules. They tend to be very expensive. My own personal bias is, you know, not only that anything that you can get in a capsule form is better in a food and it just so happens that all of the most celebrated delicacies uh, that you know, culinary traditions all around the world have created are products of fermentation. But also there is a benefit simply to diversity. And the idea, you know, most of the uh, you know, capsule probiotics are touting the superiority of their particular strain. Well, really the bacterial stimulation that we need is not from any single strain, it is from diversity. And so, you know, eating a diverse variety of uh, different types of fermented foods is a great way of, um, you know, building up microbial uh, diversity, you know, replenishing and diversifying our gut bacteria. I see them selling one probiotic with one strain. I'm sorry, right. there's like 400 or more? Correct me, I haven't finished well, your but, book yet. But the real thing is that um, you know, microbiologists are rejecting the notion of species for bacteria because they're so genetically fluid. So the idea that like a single bacteria is the answer when they're not even genetically stable. I mean, it just seems like, you know, the way to bring maximum resilience and functionality to our gut bacteria is to increase the range of genetics available to them because they, they're, they're continually shedding unnecessary genes and looking for genes that can provide them with additional functionality. So the, 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 the richer the genetic environment that we provide in the form of different kinds of live culture foods, um, uh, you know, really the, 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 the greater adaptability, resilience, uh, and you know, flexibility our, our gut bacteria is going to possess. If you're going to recommend certain, a certain amount of probiotic foods, do you think we should eat them each meal, a little bit each meal, or do you think we should eat a large portion once a day? No, I think I think you know definitely the, the 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 best way to incorporate live culture foods is through frequent ingestion of small portions. I mean, most of these foods have strong flavors. Many of them are salty. They're not things that in their traditional usage people ate huge quantities of. Uh, they're essentially condiments, people, things that people use a small amount of in order to embellish the bulk of their food. So uh, I don't even think it's necessary to eat it at every single meal, but I think the idea of like, uh, you know, frequent ingestion. Um, and you know, just just making an effort to have you know some kind of live culture fermented food every day. I think if you if you made an effort to do that and, and included a little bit of variety in that, um, uh, you know, most people would find improvements in their health. Can you describe what conditions and diseases that gut bacteria or fermented foods will affect? 
Uh, sure. I mean, in general, I would say that I approach the idea that particular foods are going to cure particular diseases with a great amount of skepticism. Um, you know, the, the disease processes that I hear get the most uh, uh, anecdotal feedback um, on is people with digestive problems, people who have been plagued with chronic constipation, acid reflux, um, you know, or some more serious things like irritable bowel syndrome. People with uh, uh, chronic digestive problems sometimes find that incorporating live culture foods and improving their overall digestion improves uh, problems they've been living with for a very long time in dramatic ways very quickly. Beyond that, I would say uh, I'm reluctant to sort of like, you know, tout fermented foods as, you know, cured any particular thing. I mean, I'm skeptical about, you know, kombucha curing diabetes. Um, you know, sauerkraut has anti-carcinogenic compounds in it, but if I was diagnosed with a brain tumor, I'm not sure that just eating a lot of sauerkraut would be an adequate response to that. But I think that, um, you know, whether you, you know, have just recently been diagnosed with some, you know, serious acute health problem, whether you've been living for decades with a chronic uh, uh, condition, you know, whether you consider yourself the most, uh, you know, uh, finest, healthiest specimen walking the earth, you know, or whether you're just starting to feel some of the effects of aging, you know, no matter what your health status, um, you know, fermented foods, meaning live culture foods, uh, you know, by virtue of their ability to improve digestion, improve nutrient assimilation, improve overall immune functioning, have the potential to improve anyone's health without claiming to cure any particular disease. Uh, the, latest, the latest research that I just saw was about probiotics in college students, uh, and they found that the, the that um, uh, college students living in a dormitory who uh, were taking probiotics every day had fewer colds and their colds were less severe and lasted for shorter periods of time than their peers who were not uh, ingesting probiotics. Um, but uh, just in general, I think that you know, live culture foods can potentially improve anyone's health um, you know, with, with hardly any risk at all. Um, and um, you know, may well you know, cure a disease that ails you, um, but also might not. Thank you.